Good morning, Remy. Good morning, Brick. You know, I am still without a ring light and you do not understand how good those things work until you're without one. It's crazy. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you one for Christmas from Amazon. I, as much as I order off of Amazon, I forgot that I didn't even have one until this morning because we haven't been. It's been, it's been since Thanksgiving week. It's been, yeah, wild. So I woke up and I was like, shit, I wonder if I sit by the Christmas tree, if it'll give me some more light to make me look a little better. It'll give you some holiday glow. It's not working. Mm. Wow, it's been like, is it, so it's been almost a month since the last time we yeah. did coffee with the cowgirls and it's crazy, it just went so fast. Yeah, and I think it was like a month before that. So um, next year, our goal is to be more on, on like the, the goal is always to be more on track. You know, for all of our listeners out there, I know we've been getting some messages and people have said stuff like, why are you guys, why have you not dropped a new episode? Because we are like you. We are like all of our listeners and we lead busy lives. We have lots of irons in the fire. We are behind on so much shit. Like there's a good possibility I could be getting a truancy letter for my kids who are homeschooled. <laughs> uh, yeah, life is crazy. So as good as we try to be about this, just know that we are like many of you who are just trying to make life work and make something stick. Is that fair, Remy? A hundred percent. And you know, all of our like 200 listens doesn't pay us a lot of money. So, um, it's, we can't uh, quit our day jobs. We can't quit our yet. real jobs to uh, devote uh, hours to the pod lab. So, <laughs> but it is still something fun that we yes. enjoy doing, mm -hmm. and we believe wholeheartedly in. And so, so may maybe next year we'll pre-record a bunch of fifteen-minute episodes so that we can put them out instead of. You know, though, Remy, part of the fun of doing it the way we do is so much life happens in a week for both of us and the same things that happen in our life happen to you guys. So it's fun talking about how we handle or do not handle or deal with certain situations because many of you are going through the same thing. So, and if we do scheduled ones, it's hard to, you know, yeah. have, it's hard to remember the, the experience or the things. Adventure. It is an adventure. It is an adventure. And that's one of Trent's vocab words this week. He's like, I was like, adventure. And he's like, I don't know what that is. I was like, every day is an adventure. Our life is an adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You, um, you were a big winner last weekend. You know, Remy, people keep saying that um and i've thought about that so much because what i want folks to know is i have not been a big winner for a very long time um 
it does not come easy to me. I don't know. Like, I don't take it lightly. I'm very, I'm very thankful for the success I've recently found and had, um, because I'm not the girl who easily finds success. What is that saying about the, um, always the bride? Well, there's always the bride. Bride. Uh, that was me this weekend because I grounded out with a lot of second and third place checks and I was saddle winner adjacent because James won one saddle and Breck won the other. So I got to cheer for people that won saddles. Well, Remy, my show story isn't even, I didn't, I wasn't even in the pay window most times. So I did and do still feel like always a bridesmaid, never a bride in some of those situations. And I'm here to tell you folks, don't give up if you really love it. Um, she's going to kill me because she listens and she is a very good friend of yours. But I saw Becky Schupek's. Facebook post yesterday who basically so, it's so dramatic Becky so dramatic I know but I hate that I hate that for her I hate that people feel that way it's like I have been there Becky's Facebook post said like something about she was embarrassed it didn't say embarrassed so what did it say no, she said she was humiliated by her writing humiliated it, humiliated by her writing Side note, Becky's a bad bitch. She is awesome. She owns her crazy. Um, she had some, she had a lot of things that she was there to win a lot of money and stuff did not go her way. So well, she we took, all are there to win a lot of she money. Took, Becky. So she no, 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 like she was right there in classes to what oh I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, and it's going to be a ring light with a little thing that holds your phone. Currently, my phone is sitting on Tupperware. So um, she was right there in a lot of classes to win a lot of money. Um, she did not ride poorly. Some things, as happens in life and competition, did not go. The, some things just didn't fall the way that you want them to fall. And the problem is it ends up becoming this self-fulfilling prophecy. And I love Becky because she's like one of my best friends. But then she let it get to her head a little bit in the sorting, too. So she sorts better than she rode there because she felt defeated after the pending and then she did not have confidence in herself for the rest of the weekend. I know. So I just, I understand all that because I've been there and I'm sure that I'll find myself there again. Cause I understand how this whole world works and it is hard when you love something and you just can't find your groove, your beats, your confidence. It's hard. Well, you and I had that conversation yesterday about you. So, uh, Breck is finally riding a horse that matches her. So, step one in the confidence column. But the other thing is we were talking about yesterday is that she's finally found confidence in not listening to everyone yelling at her outside of the pen. Which is very and important. I yell her. And I'm only laughing because, like, I am a loud voice outside of the pen. It's... So, I will tell you more of this. I... I ride a lot of horses. I ride every day. Um... I love to ride. I love to ride a big horse. A big horse does not fit me because I'm not strong enough to hold a big horse together when things start getting fast. And my husband has tried to tell me that for many years. 
but I'm a stubborn fuck. And so I think I can do it. And I tried and it was hurting me. It was hurting our show bill. Our show bill was crying. Our checkbook was crying. And it was because of me. But I finally, um, and, and then also too, like, because we sell horses, uh, I would, I did have several that I got along really well with. And I just, it's the nature of the business. They get this, we sold them and that was getting tough when you find a horse that fits you and then you sell them, but that's our job. So I finally started riding horses that we can not sell. And those are older horses. And that's one piece of the puzzle. The other piece of the puzzle is, and I think probably the largest piece of the puzzle is I've somewhere along the way, I wish I could tell people how that happened, how I trained my mind. I don't know. I started believing in myself. Once you start believing in yourself and your ability, I don't know. I make a lot of mistakes out there, but most of the time I feel very confident in what I'm doing. I've never had that before. No, the first set, like, so we've talked about it a lot, but, um, it was very prevalent for those of you that don't know last weekend we were at Colton Appenzeller's um, show. So that's what, that's the show that we're discussing. Um, I had a lot of clients there and I had a lot of guys that some of this was like, this is their first kind of bigger show to go to. And like, Oh, I can't be here. And I was like, the first step to winning is thinking. Oh. The first and step is-, to is thinking you can win. And, um, like, it sounds like such a joke, like, oh, I'm going to manifest, I'm going to win. No, you're not. Because you're having confidence that you have the skill set and the ability to get there. And eventually, you will. Like I said, I, I, I ground out a lot of seconds and thirds and fourths and fast type money. But I never really quit riding. And it, and it proved to be a decent weekend for me, you know. But I Here's the deal. You don't always have to have the W to, I, I mean... Lots of show bills are paid by just catching checks anywhere, Remy. There's success in that. There, There is. There's success in making top tens. When you've never been to a show, a big show before, and you don't think you should be there, and you're catching top tens, and you're not getting checks, you should find success in that. You should find a lot of success yeah, in that. So I talk about with my clients a lot, right? It's, it's how you build up your confidence. Okay, so you're... So a lot of clients are first to go to, they just don't want to get a no time. I'm like, okay, so just whatever your goal is, make that your goal, right? And then it's, I just want to make the second go on most of my teams. Okay, I want to make the second go on all of my teams. I want to make the top 10. The problem is that when you find success, you get really greedy for success. And then it's not just that you want to make the top 10. Now you want to win. But there are all these goals, all these small goals that you can set. And again, you have to have the confidence in yourself that you're supposed to be there. And it's, that's what Breck and I were talking about yesterday on the phone is that she used to listen to everyone outside of the pen and it shook her confidence. For me, I can be in a stadium full of people and there's about two or three voices I can always hear. And for me, they're not distracting. I can listen to them and take it in 
I can take this part in that they're telling me and put on the other part of my brain that sees what I'm supposed to do and meld them. But it's a lot for a lot of people. Like, practically going into a run, she's like, you can't tell me more than three colors when we go in here. I know that about myself because she, she was trying to tell me lame cow numbers. And I was like, oh, I know there, there's three different colors in here. And right now I have that memorized. I'm not memorizing slow cows either or two. Um, it, the people who stand and support and cheer and coach, amazing. It is amazing. It is necessary and it is needed because they are there to not only help you, but they're there to boost up your confidence and build up your confidence. My problem was, is that I had passed, this is gonna come out so wrong, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. I had passed the point where I needed to listen because I found, I knew I had it within me, Remy, right? I knew I had it within me to make my own decisions and do it confidently and correctly. I had to quit listening because it was messing me up mentally. I'd second guess myself. In the game of sorting and penning, you cannot second guess yourself. If you start second guessing yourself, really bad shit happens. Am I right wrong about that, Remy? No. So again, right? That's the stimuli, like that's excessive stimuli versus concentrated stimuli, right? So for you, it's it's excessive. There's all this stuff going on, and you can't filter through it. And that's what I was saying. The difference for me is like, if I'm in an arena, like uh, like uh, Calgary is a perfect example. That arena is loud when finals gets going. You couldn't hear anybody if you wanted to, probably. But I can always hear James and I can usually hear Cody, right? But again, that information isn't combating with, it's again, so I'm integrating the information that I hear from them, but I'm not hearing the 10,000 other people that are out there. I only hear those voices. And again, they're not taking away from my confidence or second guessing. It's additional information that's helping me. And that part of that's a learning thing. Part of that is also um, a processing thing. It doesn't work for everyone. And that's like, I joke with my clients, like when I'm like, when you're in the pen, I'm the voice of God. I don't care who is yelling. It is me that you listen to. Because also with all the coaching that happens, there are very few professional coaches and you will have a lot of people that are trying to help you. This is not them trying to do anything wrong. They're feeding you bad information and a lot of bad information at a high volume. So if you're not used to processing it, yeah, it, it makes it worse. And again, like, you know, it comes back to the confidence issue also. Like, I go into the pen, like, I'm a bad bitch. I got it. This is me. This, it's mine to mess up. But that's not true for everyone. And I can take bad runs and walk past them, right? Okay, that's uh wasn't how I wanted I, it to go. I can too. I, a lot of people want to relive a lot of shit. I can't. <laughs> I can, but and I'm Brandon, not one. If you're listening, don't follow your wife back to the barn. Leave her alone. Yeah, leave me alone. I don't want to discuss it. I don't care how Michael Jordan got to be successful, okay? Um, I think it's unhealthy to relive runs for several hours, days. You can't get it back. You can't change. The only thing that you can do is learn from the mistake that was made, correct? Yeah, and so I like to video or go over video. I don't like to do it immediately. Um, 
I think I said in our first interview ever, like a long, long time ago that uh, I made a rule with James. Like, if you can tell me in 15 minutes, you can tell me because uh, we had a run go really poorly. And he was like, Remy. And I was like, the fuck, man, that wasn't me. I was like, we can talk about this later. So we didn't talk about it again. And on the way home from the show, so many hours later, we were eating dinner and we watched the uh, run back. And he goes, so like, there's no way this wasn't my fault, huh? And I was like, nope. But I but didn't you want to- in the time. <laughs> in the, yeah, with the adrenaline and testosterone going, you for sure thought it was my fault. But so for me, right, there's a difference between dwelling and then using video to look at it. That's what I, I was going to say. So I a don't want to sit there. I don't want to sit there. I don't want to dissect it. I want to say, hey, we could have tried this. And again, for me, like what's awesome about video, even when we watch it, like when I was watching some runs with a client yesterday going over his weekend and I showed him some of my runs too. And I was like, none of this, a lot of this stuff wasn't wrong. It just wasn't as fast as it could be. So this is how we can be more efficient. And I think that's the way you have to take it with trying to get better, right? No one's wrong. No one's right for the most part, you know, but, or why did you think that that would work in comparison and in, in contrast to something else working? But yeah, you can't sit there and pick it apart and blame people because that's what people want to do. And then you can't change it again. I'm using video to figure out how to fix it for the next five runs, the next 10 runs, not to go back and fix it for last weekend. We talked about that, like we need to start doing a better job of videoing. If you know me, you know that I have a weird thing about videoing. I feel like it brings bad juju. I do too. So I don't it's do bad it. luck. It's 100% yeah. bad luck. So I don't it's do like, it. If, if we video all weekend and I miss a run, it will be the fastest run of our weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even had that conversation. So James hasn't been going down the road as much in the pendant. He was still really strong. Um, in the sorting, there was just a couple, not big bobbles, but just a couple bobbles. Like we ended up 11th in the open and it all stemmed. Like we ran a 47 in the second go. It was a rapid finals to get back anyway. But our yeah. first run, there was just one bobble that cost us. And he's like, well, you should have done this. And I was like, okay, well, we'll watch the video back. And maybe I should have done it one way. And I, but I told him, I go, you backed off. I said, you were hesitant. So he's like, so you pretty much tell me to not be a pussy. I was like, yeah, like you used to not. You had full confidence and he rode great after. And they even said, he's like, I rode great after that. But he was trying to, um... same thing. He didn't want to make the mistake. And as an open rider that has a lot of confidence in general, it was, you know, it's just, he wasn't sorting as well as he can sort. And then he whipped my ass and everything after that. So I shouldn't have said anything. If you know, I though, to like, If you look at the open sorts, it did get so fast. And people need to understand this. I go to a lot of shows. I watch a lot of things. When it gets that fast, because the cattle got soft. And so you have to, at that point, you have to have some luck on your side. If you don't have a lay that is, I mean. No, that deal, like, it, like even the bobble we had in the first go, it wasn't a big bobble. And if it was anywhere and I think we only missed the finals by like a half a second. But it does. You do in the open have to have a lot of things go your way and you cannot mess them up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but then he he won the saddle in the nine. I think he placed in the eight. He, did, he, had, a, he had a very good weekend. Our kids had a good weekend. We had to talk to uh, Brett's kids about slowing down. And I... Uh, Texted James because I was back in the barn and I go, hey, you need to go talk to Bronson. He goes, why? And I said, Brandon said, 
fuck it, you guys talk to him because he's not listening to us anyway. Because Bronson is hyper-confident. He's just going to go at top speed everywhere. So then James sends me a TikTok of, they were interviewing Kai Hamilton about him riding the Eliminator pen after being... Who Bronson loves, by the way. Okay, so they talked to Bron- so they, they interviewed Kai Hamilton. He's like, well, tell me how you did it after being in that wreck. And he's like, uh, by not being a pussy. And James goes, just show Bronson this. So I was like, that will not fix the problem we have. He's already not being worse. A- yeah. But um, Bronson, did, Bronson did slow down. He got more precise. You know? you know, that kid is built differently. We've We've talked about this. He's a hard one because he is so competitive. And I don't know if you noticed it this weekend, Remy, but recently he's been spending a lot of time at the side of the pen. He watches, he um, he keeps track. He knows like how many cows that they're down to or um, he knows the slow cows, he knows the fast cows, he knows the cows he has to stay underneath. He's hyper competitive and in the youth um he's a very hard kid to coach because of that because if you can't you have to have somebody else get after him it can't be us because he will argue with you until you're blue in the face as his parents um and he has no quits in the youth sorting he had two back in the finals and he totally he was trying to run off his trash and he totally ran his partner over to win the class with two seconds left. <clears throat> there was no reason for me to go rip his ass over that. And somebody standing next to me said, he just DQ'd to win this class. And I looked at them and I said, I really want to go chew him out right now, but he's going to win the class because that is who he is. He will not make that same mistake twice. Am I wrong about that, Remy? No, he, um, he, there's a couple, so we got it backed off in the pen and he was backed off for a minute in the sorting. And it's the same thing. What's going to make him very good is a double-edged sword. Right? It's his nemesis. Being, yeah. Being that aggressive is great if you can control it. Like, uh, it, it's, I know. <laughs> and, and the problem is like, he, he's just now getting to where he's strong enough to make some of those moves too. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is if he could like on that run with Ashton, if he could have gotten his horse to jump one more stride, if he had longer legs where he might've made it happen, I would have backed off in general, but like, but it's small stuff like that. But the thought process is right. The thought process isn't wrong. It's just getting all the pieces to come together. together. You know, and again, you don't want him to not have confidence. We just want him to not run into the herd full bore over and over again. I know. <laughs> That was what happened. I was sitting on the rail there and I was like, God damn, Bronson. And Brandon's like, you fucking talk to him. He doesn't listen to me anyway. <laughs> but uh, Brandon is not know. wrong. And and I saw the opposite in Brayden this weekend. Brayden was not fully, he was co- really confident coming into the weekend. And honestly, I think running the juniors as late as they are, the youth as late as they ran it wasn't to an advantage. It, for he was tired from the long day of playing. And he's they had fun. Yeah, oh, they had a lot of fun, but he's like nine. He'd been on a bike all day, and then it comes time to ride. And he, and he, and he is ride, but it's just... tiny. He is such a peanut, but he can kick harder than most adults. <laughs> and yes, 
So, you know, it's just, but confidence. And then I had another friend uh, and client, Sarah, um, was riding a, new, a newer horse that she has. And she came across the pen and a cow was coming back and she was trying to turn the herd. And her horse made a hell of a turn and she got shook loose. And she said she was embarrassed by it. I was like, why? I She's like, almost fell off. I was like, I almost fall off at a lot of shows because I'm riding really hard. And she's like, I've never seen you get shook loose. And James pops his head up and around me. He's like, I can find the video. I almost fell off of Hatchet in the Open because that red horse that James rides like turns so hard when you catch a cow in the corner that you'll get popped forward. But you know, that, that, that shook her confidence. She didn't really want to ride after that. You know, I like, um, I like almost every, only almost falling off because it means I'm a horse turned really hard. I, I just love competing and doing it. And it's so much fun. There's like nothing better to do with your family than this sport, quite honestly. Like, and if you saw me at a show, you would be like, you think this this shit is fun? Because I'm definitely a little stressed out. And But it is fun. You don't get to do this kind of stuff with your kids. You don't get to do this stuff when you go to, when you go to Friday night football games with them. You're not playing with them. You're watching them. You're not, I mean, I just don't know anything else where you teach them what we're teaching them, Remy. I have no clue. It is so good. Um, I had, I'm getting really frustrated right now with, this is going to sound bad too, like the amount of people who I've been hearing lately who are getting frustrated with not winning and they really haven't been at it that long. Remy, how, I mean, you've been sorting and penning your whole freaking so life. I, I literally had this conversation with my client yesterday. So we were talking about, and he's really good. Uh, I'm like, he's, he's pretty new to the sport. He's very, like, he's an intense guy. He has some very nice horses. He just got another nice horse. And, you know, we did well, we did well with him this weekend. We had some big misses with him, but we did well. And I said, look, there's a couple things. I said, you have the skill set in theory, right? You know what you're supposed to do. I was like, and all of that changes when you get in the pen and there's an announcer and music and people shouting at you and you're riding with people you don't know and it's not your home field advantage. And the only way to fix that is to compete more, right? To get in that situation. I said, and there's situations that will arise because you're not riding with me, you're riding with other people. There's gonna be stuff that doesn't happen how we want it to happen. So you have to pay your dues and he's more than okay with that, but I, I deal with it a lot too. It's like, well, I've taken lessons, so I should win. Okay, well, you've taken lessons, but you haven't put in the time. It doesn't matter how well I prepare I mean, you at the house. You have to I've be been riding my whole life, Remy. I've been riding my whole flipping life. I haven't been sorting and penning my whole life, but I've done it a long enough time now that, I mean, I just won my first flipping saddle. Do you know how many saddles I could have bought by this point? Lots. I mean, I feel like that story right there, like, because people are like, Rick, this is your first saddle. Yeah, bitch, it is. And I love it. It took me a long time to get to this point. So when you stand there and you tell me how, why, how come you're not going, getting better or how come things aren't working out for you like me? Are you freaking serious? I'm surrounded by a bunch of winners and I'm the one who's the weak link in the chain. 
every freaking weekend. So now I'm not finally. I mean, I am out there riding every flipping day. Now it's my job, but you need that. I'm finally to the point where my muscle memory kicks in, Remy, and I don't have to think about it. It's just there. That didn't take two years. <coughs> it's taken my whole freaking adult life. <laughs> no, I, I think it's was like uh, I saw someone checking out on Saturday, and I'm like, oh, you're checking out because, you know, we never quit when we're ahead. And they're like, yeah, I don't think my $300 go check is going to cover it. And I was like, ha ha, I got you beat with 450 and I, you know, because at that point, I don't think I'd won very much money for the weekend. But we can't, you know. And again, I'm an open rider. I'm an open rider riding with other open riders, and I still didn't get shit done for, you know, a majority of the weekend. But you, again, you can't dwell on that you didn't do it. You just have to keep moving forward and hope your next class or your next run is better. But, but I, my some, point is, but there's, some, there's something to be said with for experience. And it the problem is it's hard fought and hard won. And then it's as a producer, as a trainer, we want people to have success early on. But the problem is some people get too much success or expect that if they pay enough money, the success will be there. It's not, it's just time and experience. You didn't get where you are today by not busting your ass, taking your wins as they came and losing a lot. Right, Remy? And you know that you can't go back to the trailer and be like, I just don't know why I'm not winning. No, I'm sorry. I've I've wanted to be a baby about it for many years. I've wanted to throw my sucker. I have thrown my sucker. I've thrown huge freaking fits because I do put the work in, but I must not have been working hard enough. So I am just like, you guys cannot, if you want to be, I can't listen to it anymore. So you're going to have to go talk to somebody else because you don't just get lucky. At some point you have to put the freaking work and time in. No, and even as a good, okay, so even as a good guy, right? You, it still has to go your way. And I think that's hard when I listen to some of the higher level riders kind of complain sometimes. And I'm like, sometimes shit just doesn't go our way, right? We take the chance. It doesn't work out. I messed up in the open penning. I didn't turn something I should have turned. To, to not win <laughs> you know but like some stuff just doesn't go our way and then it's like oh well if this would have happened great if it would have happened that would have been great it did not happen and I don't want to fucking hear about it like because there's been a lot of other times where some stuff comes together for me and I'm like oh that was awesome I think I've really only thrown like one or two temper tantrums I uh when you're at US oh, class- I- See, I'm not a big temper tantrum thrower, right? Like, I'm just not. I, I so, quit counting. I am. So, I am. Uh, one year at U.S. Finals, the first year they integrated the Elite Finals. No, the last year they had the Elite Finals as part of the U.S. Finals. You could ride in it like 12 times. And I had 10 teams come back to the second and third go. Like, I'm like, fuck it. This is mine. This is mine to lose. And it was because I got legitimately no times <laughs> on all 10 of those teams. And it wasn't my fault. Like, <laughs> was for sure not my fault. Not even like gray area my fault. So I come back in the barn and there's no one. And I go to kick in a horse stall. My friend Mikey walks around the corner and is like, Rem, you okay? And I was like, I need a minute. It just, 
I need a minute because I want to throw a temper tantrum without anyone around. I really don't throw temper tantrums. I get upset when things don't. I don't even really get upset when things don't go my way. I'm just like, fuck well, it. Well, I try to go off in an area and do it by myself because I just get freaking frustrated. Like many of you guys. I mean, the frustration's freaking real. You're like, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? You know? And you work hard. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you love it, keep doing it because I'm 41 years <laughs> old. Come on with a horse show cold. If you love it, keep doing yeah. it. Come on with a horse show cold. I don't know. It, it, it's fun. And I think part of that's like the whole instant gratification that we deal with, right? Well, I paid the money for the nice horse and I did this and I did that and I take lessons so I should win. Okay. Well, you're riding against a lot of other people that also did the same thing. Like you're not the only one that did it. Yeah. I, it was a successful weekend for my barn. It was a successful weekend for us personally. Um, my boys had fun. I, I never saw them off their bikes unless they were on a horse. Uh, I love that video of Bronson on Clayton's little bike. It, um, our families are so blessed in what we get to do. There's so many moments <coughs> that I've, I don't know, like I said, we're probably, we are not doing great at the homeschool deal right now. It's been struggle bus city for us and time is a major factor. And that sounds shitty because it's our children's education. But here's something I'm going to tell you. We have put them around some of the best people. Bodhi ran something I'm extremely proud of, like more than anything from this weekend is Bodhi ran his own stall cleaning gig. He, to the point where he had so many, he had to hire a worker. He had to pay the worker. He had to pay the worker well. Um, he had to go above and beyond for these people. He's the one who did all the communicating with them. He handled, he handled a business and he did a very good job. That is something that they will never teach you in school. They're not gonna teach you. I can't get that kid up in the morning, Remy, here. He ain't cleaning this freaking single stall for me because I don't pay him. But that kid had his ass out of bed at five o'clock every morning or close to it. He was done cleaning stalls by seven, eight o'clock every day. He had 28 of them. They're not gonna teach you that in school. They're not going to teach you how to manage the money. I mean, he's the one who made the decision on how much to pay his worker. And he paid her well. There's, you don't get that in the public school systems today. They are not going to give you that tool. <coughs> so I'm trying to make myself feel better about the fact we're not doing a grand job at school right now. I'm going to be honest, my kids are in real school and no one's doing a great job of school right now. I can't wait for school to be over because I um, take them to school to have them come back more wound up than they went to school. So I don't. But I don't, don't you agree that things that our kids are learning at the horse shows? No, it's like so um, like, you know, Bodie had water spilled for everyone. He got a hold of all the people that he got stalls from to get all their stall numbers because, you know, I had clients asking me about it. And the one client said, well, it's kind of a lot of money. And I was like, I, you don't, you don't pay me day fees anyway. So, and then she was like, but you know, it's a kid and I'm never going to fault him for wanting to work. And, you know, and then she still tipped him on top of everything. People are funny about money, but like, it wasn't that he was, you know, it wasn't that he was asking too much. Just no one wants to pay anything. And then she ended up tipping him, but he was really on the ball about 
what are your stalls? I'll have your shavings ready and open for you. Like a lot of that goes a long way. And he's a hustler. Like he'll end up being successful in whatever he does because it is, it's work ethic and communication. And at 15, he's learning customer service, mm -hmm. how to please people. And, and also, yeah. also he's learning a lesson, honestly, that I think is uh, one I did not learn well enough is that he is not undercharging for his time. I don't and think he's, he's I don't think he was too expensive. Off. That's not what I'm saying. But a lot of, you know, a lot of us would have undercharged if anyone said anything. And, you know, he didn't undercharge. Well, Bodie can help or thank Dino Vecchio is the one who sets the bar on stall cleaning <laughs> money. And so Bodie ran with what Dino <laughs> said he would pay. Um, and yeah, and that's Brandon and I sat him down and said, if that is what you're going to charge, then you make sure you make damn sure you go over or, you know, above and beyond for these people. We're talking, you know, dump the waters, fill the waters, do all of that, help them with whatever else they need. Um, and yeah, he did. And I don't know, horse shows are a great, it is something, it is amazing that we get to do this with our family. How blessed are we? Because no, you no. cannot get that anywhere else. Well, it was like we came, so it's the same, same thing. We came home, um, James ended up, so we got home at 1.30, unloaded horses. I switched the rigs around because James had to leave at 6 o'clock the next morning to go preg check a bunch of cows. I did not go. Um, but to see, like, I, I, we talked about it on here like, a lot. Like, I live a life that most people would be jealous of. Is it hard? Incredibly so. And stressful. I mean, and stressful. It is. Like, there's so many things that are horrible about my, there's so many things that could be horrible about my life, right? It's a lot of work. It's very uncertain. It's physical. It's physically taxing. It's mentally taxing. It's damn sure emotionally taxing. At the same time, I get to go, again, ride pretty ponies and look at nice cows. Like, it's great. My life, I, I get a life that is, my life is a lot of other people's hobbies. And I figured out how to make it um, work. Agreed. I mean, I too know that there's a lot of people who would love to live this life. And I'm so thankful that we do get to live this life. However, know that like the days never stop. Um, I think that I might've mentioned it on here. One of my friends, her husband was there, go, they go on Mexico vacations like two to two times a year, three times, maybe, I don't know. And he said, to me one day, he's like, I can't imagine not taking these Mexico vacations because it's just, I need that time to relax and stress-free. And I just laughed and I said, I just must love living a stressful life because we're not taking one ever. <laughs> but because we don't, <laughs> we can't, there's too much to take care of. And well, it's like for us, like, so we live close. I mean, we're not super close to Vegas. We're like three and a half hours from Vegas. So if James and I want a weekend off. Sometimes we'll go to Vegas in the middle of the week and um, get a hotel room and get room service and put the blackout shades down. And, you know, like the room service guy will come in and he like sets up your food. And he's like, oh, what are your plans for the day? I was like, these are my plans. This, this is my, this is my plan. It's the same thing for us. We don't take big vacations. Sometimes we do, but like I can't. And for, we also cannot plan that far ahead to take like big vacations. So, we have a show next weekend and I still don't have the show flyer out, Remy. 
Yeah, so we're going to purgatory to go skiing or snowboarding. I think Jim's going to try and ski. We're going snowboarding um, the week after Christmas. That's about the only thing that we can count on. And honestly, it usually works for us because it's raining. So that's what, you know, okay, oh, well, we can't. Did you rain? The heavens are supposed to open. I, and um, it was supposed to rain for three days here. It rained yesterday for like 20 minutes. Last night, you could like hear it hit. It was like, oh, it rained for 20 minutes. I was like, where's my rain? I want my rain. So I have a legitimate reason to not do things. Well, we're scared. I mean, we're, because when it rains here, sometimes it just doesn't stop. And this time of the year is known for that. And son of a gun. Um, what was I going to say to you, Remy? I don't remember. Crazy to think that Christmas is like literally. Yeah, I'm not ready. Oh my God. So my girlfriend, Christine, side note about being ready and delivering things. Uh, Christine Walters has been on here, the insurance agent, and also my first bestie. Uh, she was ahead of the game because she's someone that is a preparer unlike me. That's why we're friends. And so she ordered everything. It all got delivered to her house in Menifee. Not California. And she lives in Texas now. Oh, shit. She got it taken care of, but yeah. That was like a... I... That was like a lot. Last year, <laughs> I did a was... terrible job. Last year, I didn't do any Christmas presents, hardly for any of the outside family, like the nieces and nephews and none of that. This year, I, I got that all done. I had a schedule. Not doing a great job with my kids, but let's be honest, they already have everything that they need, right? I was going to kill Brayden yesterday because he was bitching about me not getting him an advent calendar. We are we are granted five days away from fucking Christmas. So um, I'm like, okay, let's go over what we've done in the last month, right? You went to Vegas with dad and Rogue. So you missed that school and spent the money up there, which is fine. It's not about that. What well, is, but it isn't like just let's let's see all the opportunities you've had. And then you came home from Vegas and we went to Disneyland for two days. And then we bought you all new bikes to go to Queen Creek with. And I mean, going, look at us. The fun never ends. We're so happy. Never fucking ends. And I'm like, and you know, we we bought like all this stuff and Christmas is coming up. And I was like, and you want to give me a hard time because I didn't buy you an advent calendar. Mm -hmm. He wants to bust um, your balls over an advent calendar. Like, Sounds about right. Like I can't, I can't do this. And, uh, well, my child Bronson, he's like, we've been busy as well. He didn't go to Vegas the first time Bodie did, but then we were all back in Vegas for damn near a week. And then we came home and we right, went right into Colton's show. It's been nonstop. It's been a lot of fun. And every day that we get one minute that doesn't have that minute filled with something, I want to go back to Minnesota for Christmas. And I'm like, listen, child, if we go back to Minnesota, we could, we can't do all of the fun things that we've been doing. So stop saying that you want to go back to Minnesota because we're not going back to Minnesota. Just like lock him in a freezer for like two minutes and then oh. Minnesota. Good night. There's not even snow there, so there's nothing you can do. But I'm like, just stop saying that, okay? 
We're not going back to Minnesota. Yeah, Brayden's like, yeah. Or Trent does it to me too. He's like, oh, I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. And I'm like, how? You know, we live the, on a farm. I know, but it's like the plink, plink. <laughs> and like, he's the one that goes out on his own and does a lot of stuff. But like when he's like, not feeling wise, like, oh, there's just nothing to do. Uh, Clayton was funny for Christmas. I don't actually know what he wants, but he like wrote like a 25 page, like a 25 long, like item long list. List. <clears throat> and he goes, can I get a puppy? I said, no, you can't get a puppy. And he goes, what about a bird? I said, not a bird. Well, what about a lizard? I go, no, you can't have a lizard. And he goes, don't take a fish. <laughs> I think he wanted the fish the whole time, but he shot really high so that I would maybe get him a fish. Side note, I did not get him a fish. Um, you kidding? Do you know how cheap fish are, Remy? Dude, no. My brother is a fish person. We grew up with giant fish tanks in our house. I don't want to have to deal with a fish that he kills in a week, so he can not have a fish. That's that's where I'm at in my life. Also, my husband does nothing by half measures, which means that if we get a fish, it will have all the accoutrement that I have to take care of, and I'm not doing it. And we're also going skiing for a week, so there's no pets coming into my house. But I am getting a new puppy. I am getting a puppy. They are not getting a puppy. I, also, if anyone wants a if anyone wants a Catahoula and Border Collie mix, I can't remember what it is. That's what you're getting. That sounds high energy. I but I have Catahoulas anyway. Sounds that's nuts. That's what I have. I know both those dogs. They're very good dogs, but they're super cute. So look up uh, Aaron Brookshire or Allie Taffy if you guys want a puppy. They'll be ready December 20th or January 20th. They'll be ready soon. I'm good. We're, well, my little this dog is for, This isn't for you. This is for our audience. I'm trying to, you know. I know. I'm, I, I can't have any do more dogs, Remy. I, when I thought my little dog was dying, I started looking at dogs because I do know what I want next. And I want... I want an Italian Greyhound. And okay, so I wanted them for a long time. They break very easily. That's why I can't have them. Like they break jumping off the couch. They snap their legs. Well, I'd like one of them diva dogs. So Don't get an Italian Greyhound. They literally break their legs jumping off of the couch. Well, I have no second choice. I've wanted one of these damn things forever. So now what am I supposed to get? I can't have any more until something passes away. Or you can get that and it's going to break its leg. I, I wanted them for a long time. <laughs> That's why I know all They're these. They're so cute. They are. Uh, all right. I suppose I better go. But um, Merry Christmas. What are you making for Christmas dinner? Tamales, right? So Christmas Eve is tacos y tamales. And then Christmas Day is turkey. Fuck, I got to get that out of the freezer. Turkey. And uh, try to. So. Nice. I'm glad we I think we're about. doing prime rib. In other news, I've got like this weird thing. I feel like I'm breaking out in a rash on my face. My hands are so dry and callous. It's like sandpaper. It kind of feels good when I go like this against right there. Like itchy. I don't know what I've got going on. Well, you don't use rose oil on your horses. Just use rose, rose oil on your skin. That'll help me. Yeah, or a hobo oil. Check me out for all your hippie needs. I got you. <laughs> Oh, funny. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. It was good to be back on here and 
Maybe we'll see you next week for a short episode while I'm in the car driving. We can do that. Well, yeah, and it's easier now because, well, kids are on break, holiday. (laughs) In theory, your kids aren't at school. (laughs) (laughs) When I think about it, Bodhi's actually doing really good. Bodhi is extremely responsible super good now bronson on the other hand if i don't handhold him to the whole freaking thing he won't do it oh, that's right so, you need to homeschool me i was like if you think i'm a bitch now what do you think i'm gonna be like as your teacher i mean i'm not gonna lie like i have a few beers every now and then and <laughs> it's mainly because of that child like every time i think about the amount of homework that we have to do i have another beer it's bad so, what do you want for the holidays? I just want my child to be caught up in school so I don't have to do it. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Rem. Merry Christmas, Breck. And maybe we'll see if not. If not, we'll see you after the new year. Who knows? It's an adventure. It's, it's an like adventure. A, it's spinning wheel adventure. All right, guys, we'll see you next week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Bye, Remy. Bye.